Hello and welcome to Terrifying Robot Dog. I'm Jonathan Stark. And I'm Kelly Shaver. And we're here to talk about how technology is changing the way we interact with the simulation. This week. <laughs> the simulation. Did I tease it too hard? <laughs> this week we talk about the simulation argument. Please stay tuned. Terrifying Robot Dog is next. That was a smooth intro. We're getting like yeah, right yeah. back on our... Like butter. Right back on our routine. Mm-hmm. Season 10, I still can't believe it. They grew up so darn fast. Yeah, they do. They do. <laughs> uh, so before we jump into the fun, do we have any housekeeping this week? Any game updates or uh, scheduling? No game, no game updates, but um, if anybody wants to hire a Rails developer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I'd be looking. Uh, didn't you, uh, am I remembering this correctly? Did you, as a solo competitor, win the team <laughs> the team competition of Rails the, Rumble? The, the overall, yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, and then two years before that, I won the solo. Yeah, so no no big deal. Yeah. No big deal. NBD, I have as the belt the and say. the gloves. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. The trophy is like <laughs> boxing championship yeah. gear. Uh, cool. Okay, so no housekeeping, but guess what we do have this week? Uh, what do we have this week? I mean, I know, but I'm going to pretend I don't yes, for the sake do. of suspense. What do we have this week, John? We've got our new segment, Gadget Gab. Woohoo! <laughs> I was trying to decide, like, should I go with a, should I go with like a, uh, a Casey Kasem, or like, mm-hmm. uh, like a WWE, like, get ready for Gadget Gab. <laughs> um, you know, I don't think you could go right with either one of those. So, <laughs> welcome to Gadget Gab. Gadget Gab. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so just last week we were talking about how it seemed like there was a complete lack of a dearth, as one might say, mm-hmm. of gadgets to talk about. And, and there has been for a long time. And sure enough, it's almost like Amazon was listening. I know. That would never happen. How could I mean, they how, even? How could they possibly? I mean, <laughs> I guess we did a podcast about it. They could have listened to that. Yeah, they, that was probably it. Yeah, I think it's more likely that they have uh, bugs in everybody's houses. Mm-hmm. So anyway, they have a uh, what are they now? What are they called? Amazon? No, they're called Echo, uh, Echo Frames. frames. Mm-hmm. And this is a pair of uh, sort of hipster glasses, kind of like um, Ray Ban. Oh, you know, tenth doctor glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. And they so learning a important lesson, several important lessons, I think, from Google. Uh, they mm-hmm. don't have a camera. They don't have a <laughs> yes. screen. They, yes. from the look of it, and I, I didn't, I, I watched the video, but I, it was, it wasn't clear to me. Uh, it sounds like they have to, they Bluetooth your phone, but they, you know, they do have essentially a microphone and a very highly directional speaker that is. I think it's bone conduction. Is it? Okay. I think so. so. Yeah. So they, they definitely talk about it being discreet. So like not mm-hmm. everybody in the room is going to hear she yeah, who so must I mean, I, I, I could be wrong. I assumed that it would be bone conduction based off of the way they were talking about it. Yeah, it's certainly something like that. The idea is that, you know, it whispers in your ear more or less. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's pretty clever. It seems like it seems very clever where they, they say, you know, it's so it's just really uh, I think there's a I think there's a vibration. It looked like from the illustration, it looks like there's notification vibrations. Uh, there's mm-hmm. some sort of audio notification, whether it's bone conduction or directional speakers and a microphone. And it, they ask you when you, when you, um, pre, you know, you go to sign up for an early adopter program, which I don't know, maybe I did. <laughs> they, uh, I don't even wear glasses, but, um, they 
ask what kind, you know, it's Android only. So it must, obviously it connects to your phone. So it's basically just sending the signal to the phone. The phone's probably doing all the heavy lifting with the mm-hmm. connectivity and all that. I'm, I'm guessing the glasses don't have direct connectivity. And yeah, I'm wondering why you couldn't just use any set of, like any headset with this. Any headset with it? Yeah, like any, like for instance, I have my um, my Aftershocks headset, which is, it oh. has a microphone, it has speakers. Why do, why do you, why does it specifically have to be Amazon hardware if the phone is doing all the work? That's interesting. That's a good question. And why glasses? Why not like an earbud? Mm-hmm. Like AirPods are... You know, supposedly yeah, especially since, do this. like there's no camera and no screen. Why glasses? Yeah. So who cares? I mean, my, my guess was that the, um, the battery life would be a lot. They've got more place to put battery. That was my feeling. Well, probably, yeah, the whole thing probably, probably has battery. That's probably it because, um, yeah, like that whole, like you've got a whole one temple piece for electronics and the other for battery. Mm-hmm, right. And that's kind of how it is on the, the good Bluetooth headset that I have. Mm, interesting. Like one side and, is, one side is electronics. The other side is all battery. Right. And, and the other thing that is potentially, I suppose, potentially true is that, um, you know, you see, I don't wear glass, like I'm starting to wear reading glasses, but I don't have, I hardly ever have them on. It's like just when I'm mm-hmm. just certain situations, but when I used to wear glasses, you know, you, you knew where they were the way that you know where your phone is. Like you didn't That's lose true. Your, yeah. They're like, you never lost it's, them. It's not a, it's not an extra thing you have to carry around with you. Yeah. It's because on your it's face your all the time. It's on right. your face anyway. Right. So, so I guess in I guess in that regard it does make sense. Yeah, it's almost yeah. like and what in, and in fact my um uh my my headset is annoying to wear with glasses, so mm. so I you can sort of see it. I and, and mm-hmm. it obviously is a precursor to things like that to come, like you know a small discreet discreet camera or something, yeah. Right. Or like uh or just other voice activated, you know, like mm-hmm. there's there's no way they're not working <clears> on like an AirPods competitor. Now, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm about to leave here in a couple of hours to go get a shiny new eyeball. <laughs> can we just, can we just put some tech in that? Because again, I carry it around with me everywhere. Yeah, you got a whole socket's worth of space for like a couple AAA exactly, batteries. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know if I go that far. <laughs> so, well, so what do you know? So we were like talking about, you know, talking about. Oh, there's never there aren't any new gadgets, and here come the smart and, glasses. There's so many times when I'm out that I want to ask her things and, and I was talking to the kiddo and she said she was the same way. It's like, like in the, like be in the middle of the school day, marching band practice is about to start. You want to ask what the weather is, <laughs> Yeah, but she's not there. So yeah, I, I went, you know, anytime I'm in like a hotel or an office or something, it feels like, mm-hmm. cause I'm used to it only on like an indoors sort of setting. Yeah. So like any time like that, I find myself doing it all the time, like turn on the lights or what time is it? Or, you know, what's the weather going to be tomorrow or remind mm-hmm. me to. And, uh, it's like, ah, that's right. In the car, like the, they already have a car solution. They do, um, but it also tethers to your phone, which I thought was a little weird. Well, so here's a funny thing. Like, like you, there's an, there's an issue who must not be named app on my phone. Yeah. And I never can, use it. Yeah. And you never use it. It's like, what's the point? Like if I've got my phone open, it's mm-hmm. too late. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I open it sometimes to make sure that alarms did get set. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Because like Kira will go to bed and like her schedule is, her schedule is weird now. So sometimes, like, oh, did she remember to set her alarm for that 
weird thing she has to get up for at such and such. So, and I'll I'll open the app and check it. So, mm-hmm. and it, and set the alarm if she didn't. So, right. Yeah. The only time I ever use the app is when I'm using the like drop in feature, which hasn't mm-hmm. been working lately anyway. So. It's like I'm sitting in my comfy chair in the living room and the kids are like bouncing off the walls in the basement and I'll like try and do drop in into the basement one. It's like I tried it like a week. It's like something I do once every three months. It's totally not a key feature, yeah. but, um, you know, it just didn't, it didn't work. So I was like, eh, I guess I never need to open this app again. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's like the Hue app. How many times have you opened your Hue app? I do open that. Um, so here's another, here's another knock on the echo is that okay um we have so many lights set up that you know in zones and i mean mm-hmm. we have a, a literal chandelier with like 12 <laughs> little <laughs> hue bulbs in it and sometimes and i don't know if this is is the echo's fault or is it 20 the most the hub can support uh that would explain what i'm about to tell you which is and <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when sometimes like when you use the app, it always works. Like if I say mm-hmm. shut off Chickville lights with my thumb, you know, I open the app and I shut them off. Yeah. They, it always works. Um, but when we voice do it, it doesn't always work. Or sometimes like a, one random light will stay on. I've had that happen and I have much fewer than 20. Mm. Um, and then that usually just results in me telling her to do it again and she gets it right. Yeah. So that it doesn't happen often, but that gets so it's so funny like how like how lazy i am because mm-hmm. the saying it twice angers me so i'd rather and like if other people are around and they hear me have to say it twice it makes me feel like an idiot makes you feel stupid yeah yeah like she's ignoring me or something like i'm not i'm not good enough <laughs> like i'm <was>, sorry <laughs> i'm busy right now can you get back to me later and then that's sort of, that's sort of my like um you know, oh yeah. It's I'll like you're parenting a teenager. <laughs> kind, of, <laughs> kind of like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe she was listening to music. Who knows? Yeah, probably. So that's, so Couldn't I actually, studying. once or twice, usually like at the end of the night when I want to shut off like three different, you know, downstairs, up, you know, downstairs, living room, dining room, Chick-fil. It's like, it's here, here, here's what would cause me to not use the app. If you could say, you know, Alexa turn off you know bah, 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 you know dining room basement chickville and uh living room lights and it actually could string them together like that yeah right and i can set up a zone for that but that's too annoying and you don't remember it and it's like it's very specific case but if i could rattle off a few to be honest i've never tried that i don't it might work that would be amazing because saying you know alexa do this and then alexa do that like unlike mm-hmm. the Google version of this, which I also don't want to say because it's sitting here, the um, you can string together. Like once it's listening, you can just keep talking to it, which is a surprisingly important feature in terms of the the um, what's it called? The not personification, but well, yeah, I guess it is personification. Like for it to feel like an assistant, you shouldn't have to right. keep waking it up, getting like, its attention. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it should, I think, you know, like the, like if the I had home. to do that with my real assistant, I'd be like, I'm getting a new assistant. <laughs> yeah. It's like how Maggie, Maggie interacts with me. Like every sentence starts with the word dad. With dad. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, it's just weird. It feels, it feels childish basically. So anyway, so if they're, if they're still listening, maybe, maybe they can get some, some feature <laughs> requests in from us. Yeah. I, 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 Part of me likes the idea of the gla- of the glasses um, again because it's something you have on you anyway. But at the same time, I feel like, well, 
prescription lenses are expensive. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's clever what they did. I mean, they they mm-hmm. sort of MVP'd it. They're like, okay, we we'll make these yeah. frames. Uh, we're just going to go with the Android because that's easier to program for, <laughs> less fewer rules. Yeah, and th- and there was a note on there about check with your insurance provider about out of network coverage reimbursement because yeah. yeah. apparently there's. So I mean, maybe they've got something going on there that'll help cover the cost of these. Which, right. if you can get like your health insurance to help cover the cost of your Echo frames, that's some that's just like a win for them mm-hmm. for Amazon. Yeah. So you can get, you know, so that it's like, it's just the frames, no lenses. You go get the lenses separately. So it's not, it's not, and it's, not it's not overpriced given the cost of a, a good set of frames. Frames are expensive. Right. Yeah. So you could see, I mean, extrapolating this into the future, if once mm-hmm. this works, if it sort of catches on with the, ble- the bleeding edgers, then it's like, you could see like Warby Parker, a partnership with Warby Parker. Cause right. they, it's those that look like those kind of frames. And certain kinds be like, oh, Alexa, you know, like Alexa inside. Like you can see the logo yeah. already. Like, yeah, you can see it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I keep, sorry. I should have, I should have thought to turn off the uh, microphone for this episode. Yeah, I, I, I never think of it. And she's on the other side of the room. Mm. All right. Well, that's it for Gadget Gab. Woohoo. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to work on that. Uh, cool. Okay. So let's talk about what? I said we're, we're, beta, we're testing beta testing our intros in here. Yes. Uh, so let's talk about simulations. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think the I think the first time I heard this exact the, this exact argument articulated, it was Elon Elon Musk a few years ago, who was just sort of asked as an aside in an interview about are we living in a simulation, and he was he was I think he was talking exactly about this idea that I think uh, Neil Bostrom has put forward or sorry, Nick Bostrom has put forward. Um, but this was something that we talked about when I was, when we were little kids, like when we were playing, right. um, I, I couldn't say how old, maybe eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, around there, fifth, sixth, seventh grades, maybe. And my friends and I, you know, we played D and D. So we were really used to, uh, air quotes, controlling a character. We played mm-hmm. tons of video games. It was the 80s. And, you know, you would go and play Defender and Galaga and Asteroids and um, whatever, Street Fighter, all these games yeah. where you were kind of, in air quotes, inhabiting this avatar and doing some aspect of their life. And there was like a backstory in the game. It didn't happen in real time. It's just the backstory or like the story that the DM made up for the campaign. It didn't happen in real time. It's just this story that becomes the, you know, the reality that the character is in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and around that age, you're also thinking about afterlife stuff and like, you know, which one of these ideas do I want to subscribe to, if <laughs> any? And it's like heaven, reincarnation, uh, or we're all in a simulation. Or is this all a game? Are we, it feels a lot of times it feels like a game, it has rules. Uh, it's got all, you know, it's got, um, sort of scientific physics rules. It's got mm-hmm. cultural norms. It's got laws. It's like, it, and it's like, well, let's just imagine for a second that I'm like an omnipotent super being and I'm sitting around the universe and I'm like, God, I'm so bored. What would the I do? Sims. Yeah. Right. I know I'll splinter my consciousness into a billion fragments, give those fragments a bunch of rules and see what happens. See what happens. Right. So this all made sense to us. And we, you know, as fifth or sixth graders, and 
and the idea, the feeling was kind of like, cause we, we had a lot of experience of standing around a Galaga machine in the Cumberland farms at the end of our street where the best one of us would, you know, we'd like get a quarter, walk three yeah. miles and the best one would play the game, whatever they rotate the game. It wasn't always Galaga, but whoever was best at the game there would play. And the other two would just like stick their heads in the side of the cabinet and just like watch. Right. And we would be in it. Like we were completely immersed. Time stopped. We weren't in a Cumberland Farms anymore. We were thoroughly focused on this reality. And then, you know, eventually be like, you know, the game, you could finally lose. And be like, oh man, good game. And, and we'd snap back to reality. And we always felt like uh, the sort of, it's not it kind of, we always thought like the afterlife thing and the reincarnation thing were both explained mm-hmm. by this idea that we're all in like, not like the matrix, but like we're playing some game that we're so into and then eventually it will end and then you pop back to wherever you actually are and you're like, whoa, good game (laughs) or not good game or like you cheated or, you know, like, (laughs) you know, that sort of thing. Like you're back in the locker room after. And it was like, that kind of made sense because then if you play again, then it kind of is like past lives and like maybe there would be some connection to. And you've got some skills you picked up last time to make you a little better at it this time around. Yeah. Or this time I want to be a bird, you know, try Mm -hmm. that for a little while and just like forget me and go and be that. Okay. So I feel like that was sort of my, um, that was sort of my my jam in that regard. Like that's how I thought about it. The, and, and when the simulation came up years later, you know, like maybe the first time I heard about it was maybe three years ago when this yeah. Elon Musk interview, I pictured it well, like that. Aside from the matrix, I matrix movies. Yeah. See the matrix and the involuntary nature of the matrix. movie. Yeah, that's true. It makes, makes it, it it's a little different. Yeah. But yeah, same concept. I mean, like technically it would be a similar concept. Um, but when the you know the Musk interview happened, and I was like listening to that, I kind of went back to my Galaga um, kind of metaphor. You know, I was like, oh, mm-hmm. maybe, but you know, but who cares? Like, where's the locker room? Like, what's what being are like? Who cares? Like, whatever. But so here's the thing that really. So then when I, I Nick Bostrom went on Joe Rogan a couple of weeks ago, and and mm-hmm. <laughs> and was trying to explain this to Rogan, and it was not not getting anywhere. <laughs> but he got somewhere with me and the the difference was that the 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 huge revelation revelation for me about his idea is that if you could make a simulation that was so good or you had enough computing power to make simulations that are so um, amazing so thorough so uh complete complete and convincing uh-huh yep it's not even yeah it's sort of sort of convincing but it's okay this is like the important to me this is like the important point if okay. you could in silic not in physical silicon but if you had enough computing power and you could write a computer program that simulated a human brain just the way that you would simulate a coffee cup in vr like like you take all of the attributes of the object and you recreate them in programming and you run that program that thing can take on its own consciousness so no one's playing it it thinks it exists i don't i don't see why that couldn't work right so because here's the and and if people are like what because here's the thing we don't really know i mean science wise we don't really know if this the as he i think he used the word substrate like does it have to be this pile of goo in your head that takes <laughs> on this consciousness why why would why does it have to be that why does consciousness have to exist in that so with that one difference the my head just totally exploded because 
the and your and your goo went everywhere. My goo went everywhere, and then it was recreated. And <laughs> but so here the the thing with of that is it's kind of like it's like he had a really hard time describing it. But it, to 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 me, the most obvious way to describe it is like if you were a clone mm-hmm. but didn't know it, how would you know? In other words, if you weren't if you weren't <laughs> right. told, right. right? Like, how do I know I'm not a clone? If I wasn't told and you've never seen your other clones. Yeah. My other, my clone, my other clones on a different planet. Like what if we're all clones? Okay. So that's the, the it breaks down really quickly, but the point is yeah. like the, the, let's say there's a bait, they call it base reality, the, uh, ancestors, right? The originals. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you, let's just say we're in base reality right now, you and me. And, okay. and in the future technology, progresses to the sort of logical uh logical bounds of physics and uh energy production so on and so forth and there are these planetary sized computers let's just say there are computers that are so amazing that they can simulate like an organic human brain okay and and there's also this question of like okay well how do we how would you simulate the let's just say my brain okay my brain it's it's scanned somehow and it's, you know, that somehow maybe it's from DNA. Maybe you can reverse engineer it from DNA or forward engineer it from DNA, whatever. Um, you get a sample of it and you can create the whole from a part or whatever. And this is not, this is not explained in the, in the, um, uh, in the interview, but let's just say you could take, well, no, I guess, I guess it's implied. Okay. Cause I was going to say, how do you get your memories in there? But you don't. So yeah. if, if you, Let's say you've got this this version of my brain, and then you've also got okay. that for seven billion other people, and that's stored somewhere, like you know DMV records. <laughs> okay, and then you say, okay, and now now we're way in the future. We've got all of this background data. We know who lived, who died, whatever. We've got all their DNA. Let's just say, and you're like, huh? I wonder what would happen. I wonder what would have happened. Like just out of curiosity, a bunch of super beings sitting around. Like, I wonder what would have happened if um, that tornado didn't actually happen. Or I wonder what would have happened if Nixon hadn't resigned. Or mm-hmm. I wonder what would have happened if, you know, so on and so forth. And they want to do a simulation. Yeah. It, there's an outstanding question of why would they or who cares. But if, you know, I'm already a super being like, what <laughs> do I care if like Nixon resigned or not? But let's say they did that. Let's say the technology exists that was sufficient enough to actually make this happen and that they decided to do that. So then they're going to create the simulation. You, you don't know if you're in a simulation, one of these simulations. There's a bunch of things you don't know. One of them is how far back did they start the simulation? Like, did they start it? Like, let's, let's start this one from Big Bang forward. Or let's start this one right after the Vietnam War. Or let's start this one wherever, you know, like some, some point in their linear history, they mm-hmm. could start it at any point and let the, let the, um, let things play out, let things play yeah. out. Right. So if they started it before I was born and then, you know, like Joel and Nora meet and, you know, and like, <laughs> right. and it plays out and in the simulation, there's this simulated baby, me, me, you know, it's not me, but it's like a digital clone of me that then grows up in whatever it perceives as real time. Mm -hmm. And, and then it's like, okay, it's not the same as the original one probably, 
you know, because Nixon stayed in office <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> right. And then it's like, how, do, how does it all, how do things play out? Um, but so the, the big thing was like, oh, wow, like that really blows my mind. And, um, and this was the thing that the interviewer was not understanding because he kept saying, but this table is real. So we know this is based real. Like this could all happen in the future, but I know this is real. And I'm like, no, you don't. You're missing the point. <laughs> You're missing the point. This is a yeah, completely you, missing the point. Right, completely. If the it, simulation is good enough, no, you don't know. Yeah, and here's the other thing: they could simulate things like, mm, what if what if the element carbon doesn't or carbon's a bad one to pick? What if the element gold doesn't exist? Or what if physics? What if physics were slightly different? Yeah. What if you could exceed the speed of light? Then what happens? Press go. Right. You know, and it's like, what if Einstein didn't live or what if I, you know, whatever. And it was just wild. You know, I've actually mentioned this to a couple of people because it really, it was pretty, to me, the mind blowing thing was that a software construct could develop its own consciousness. And I don't know why it couldn't. I don't either. So, and I've mentioned this to a few people and anybody who's into sci-fi is like, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> Right. No kidding. Like we, we knew that when we were kids. Yeah. But the, <laughs> so like they're, they were doing the same thing you were. <laughs> right. But the big difference is you don't come out of it. Like there's no mm -hmm. coming out of it. Right. There's no player. Like let's say like the original me in the example I gave, the original me is long gone. There's like this new digital clone of me who is now playing out this part of a part right. of this simulation game. And eventually and you, you could be half a dozen simulations deep. You could be a million, yeah. like you have no idea. And so this, this actually, I thought this analogy that, that Bostrom used in the interview was going to work, but it, it went off track. It was, uh, it was like, okay, let's say you were going to be, uh, entered in an experiment. You're going to go, you, you, at the local university, they're doing an experiment about, um, reality or amnesia or something like, okay, mm -hmm. so here's what's going to happen. You are going to walk into a room and we're going to tell you a few things and then we are going to, um, give you a pill that will erase your memory from the last five minutes. And, uh, you're going to go to sleep basically. And then you're going to, when you wake up, you're going to come into the room. We're going to tell you a few things and then we're going to give you a pill that makes you fall asleep. And then you, when you wake back up, you're going to come back into the room. And <clears throat> if that, if, if you know, you're going to be in this experiment and mm -hmm. you know that it's going to be, you know, let's say they're going to limit it to 20 times. We're going to do this to you 20 times. If at any point while you're in the room and they're talking to you, they ask you if you had to bet what, whether How or not many times you've done this or if you're basically, yeah. If you're going to bet whether or not this is the first time you've been here, would you take the bet? And you'd be crazy to take the bet. Yeah. It doesn't make any, it would make no sense. If you know, you're going to be in there 20 times and you know, you can't remember how many times you've been there, even though it feels like the first time, every time it would be idiotic to bet that it was the first time that it was the first time you only have a one in 20 chance it'd be yeah. way smarter to bet that it's not the first time which is the same argument for you know we're definitely living in a simulation if i mean not definitely but there's like a one in a million chance that we're not if a couple of a couple of situations exist one being that the uh that the technology at some point progressed enough to any time in the future if at any time in the future we create these planet, planetary-sized supercomputers. If that ever happens in the future, that means that 
that right now we can't, we're almost definitely not living in today's reality. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point. If we ever get to the point where we can create such a simulation, then there's a good chance we're already in the simulation. Right. Yeah. It's like a time machine. If a time machine's ever created, they always exist. It's, it's the same kind it's of thing. It's wibbly wobbly. <laughs> right. So yeah, then, there's a, then there was another possibility, which is that uh, humans do get to the point or we evolve into something that is, is capable of taking technology to the limits of physics and create it but there's just no interest in creating some like who cares you know like why why would we bother doing that it's not interesting at all <laughs> and then they just never do it but if if they did oh, get to the gonna, point it's gonna be a video game uh, right like when you get to the point where you're in let's say you're in because this is this is pretty this has a lot of similarities to the singularity not exactly not exactly but but the idea of having a consciousness in a computer is this is the same and it's like, okay, well, um, let's say, because we've talked about the singularity before, and it's like, what do you do? Like, if you don't have a body, then things are going to get really boring really fast. Because if you take away all of the things that you have to do to maintain your meat bag, mm-hmm. you get a lot of time in the day. And oh, and now you're immortal. Right. So you're going to be bored out of your gourd. Right. So like, what do you do? Well, let's play games. Humor, uh Games that feel high stakes, but actually aren't mm-hmm. um, gambling, maybe, um, you know, enter- arts, entertainment, music. I don't know. Like if you take if you take you take your physical body out or in other. And the other thing is you can it's like the irony, right? Like the irony, like, oh, we finally uploaded our consciousness into this planetary supercomputer. And it's like, I kind of miss my body. <laughs> right. <laughs> Like, oh, I'll just simulate one. Yeah. And what were those books we read? Uh, oh, yeah, we the Bobber series. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what the that's what those AIs did. They created... Yeah, like one of the first things they did was create a virtual reality for themselves. Yeah. Because they were originally human and they were going mm-hmm. nuts. And so they created... Just being a, a machine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, the, like one of them created a cat. And, right. And, you know, I mean, who knows? It's impossible to... You know, it's like there would be... I, I almost said in the future, it'd be so far in the future. It's like, there's it's like time doesn't ex- really yeah. exist in a meaningful way. If these simulations keep starting up all the time. What if let's run a simulation where there are like UFOs buried in the desert, you know, in the fifties <laughs> or like, right. what, what would have happened? I mean, if curiosity, if, if like curiosity still exists, which is a, an open it would question. would have to be, or you never would have gotten to that point in the first place. True. If you weren't curious. Right. Like the other, we could just all get like blissed out and be like, no, man, everything's awesome. It's all chill now. Let's just chill like this. Sticks and stones are fine. (laughs) Uh, It's wild. Anyway, so I just kind of wanted to, (laughs) uh, it was a a little bit, but again, even, even Bostrom says like, you know, on a daily basis, this has absolutely no effect on your behavior. It doesn't, (laughs) it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Because you, st- you know, you still, even if it is a simulation, you're 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 simulated to the point that you know you want to do well in it because yeah, you're, you're bound be by the laws of the otherwise. game. So yeah, you're bound by the rules of the game. Right, and yeah, so you know, it's, it's to like it, the, it was just so comical to be like, yeah, but this is real, and it's like, dude, <laughs> <laughs> as far as you know, it is, and yeah. like the whole premise is that indistinguishable from reality. He was. I think. I think Rogan was kept on picturing the video game kind that I was talking about, where mm-hmm. you pop out of it, and right. like video. I think he was kind of thinking like video games get so good that while we're in it, we don't know, and then we come out like the holodeck, and we're like, oh man, that was amazing. 
Mm-hmm. But no, you're in it, and that's that. Yeah, you you just that's your the entirety of your reality. Yeah, like like I said, like the physics could be different in the game. Well, we're going to change the gravity gravity quotient this time. Everything, you know, we're going to do mm-hmm. one with no wood or one that has something called wood that we invented. Yeah. It, it would. Yeah. Anyway. So, okay. So then I don't, I don't, I could talk about it all day, but we don't really need to. It's probably already boring. <laughs> but so here's a, here's a, a sort of final wrap up thing that I think okay. is really interesting for people who are, who have crazy ideas like this, crazy, awesome genius, whatever it is, <laughs> you know, um, so, so this guy, Nick Bostrom is, uh, I, you know, honestly, I don't, I, th- I just assumed he's a professor. I don't know that that's actually true, but he certainly has a lot of the street cred that a professor would have. He's published in like stuff like philosophical quarterly. And I guess he, I guess he would call himself a philosopher. He's an academic. I guess. Sir, yes. Thank you. Perfect. And, um, he has like a, a white paper about the simulation argument. We'll link to this in the show notes, but he also has a website that collects all of the, almost like the PR and news and all, it's almost like an RSS feed of all this stuff that happened around the idea. And it's got like testimonials and famous, you know, all these interviews and, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah, he's definitely an academic popular synopsis. Um, anyway, he's definitely, he's definitely my kind of guy. He's fun to, he's fun to watch talk. You, you definitely like, wow, this guy's brain is like off the charts. <laughs> you know, the combination of like super duper creative thinking, but also this sort of academic rigor is, mm-hmm. is really cool. Anyway, if anybody's into uh, that sort of thing, if you're into that dear listener, definitely check out, uh, the main website is simulation dash argument.com. Uh, we'll link to that and we'll also link to the white paper if you want to, it's not too long. It sort of, uh, gets a little statistical, but, uh, it's good. It's very interesting. It's fun to think about. Fun thought experiments. Yes. As long as you don't think about it too hard because then nothing matters and then you go down that rabbit hole. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It brings up the whole fate thing and so on and so forth. Like anyway. Makes me feel a little better about the whole job hunting situation. <laughs> yeah. That's well, cool. A, that to know that in another reality, I'm, I'm doing good. <laughs> Well, it does it or does, don't exist or don't exist or it can fly <laughs> <laughs> or can see or can <laughs> right yeah like okay here like all here's the it's, it's like history the whole, whole multi worlds theory but yes. it's all a simulation yes there's a quantum yeah. there's a quantum physics conversation around this and I'm just mm-hmm. like you gotta try harder than that if you're gonna get me on your side bro it's like the, uh, what's the guy's name? Last Jim Carroll, I think is his name or Sean Carroll. I can't remember. And talks about this quantum entanglement and, you know, like every time you, you view, a uh, quantum particle, you create a new universe. I'm like, um, mm. Mm, maybe, you know, like anyway, that it, it, uh, this honestly makes way more sense to me. The simulation <laughs> argument makes way more sense. Yeah. Like we're living yeah, in a simulation not, argument. Not that the other one couldn't all couldn't be just as as likely to be correct. It just doesn't make it's sense. Just, it's not nearly as accessible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you need a little content strategy on that quantum entanglement mm-hmm. thing. That would be actually that I almost want to look into that because I have this funny theory. And well, this will, this will be a teaser, and then we can wrap okay. it. Okay. Um, anybody that's done performance arts of any kind. 
whether it's, you know, marching band or, uh, like a martial arts competition or, uh, or even a martial arts performance or get to, you know, playing solo mm-hmm. acoustic guitar in front of a crowd. Everybody that's ever done that knows that it is a different game when there's an audience. Oh yeah. If you're in your bedroom practicing, you know, whatever, you'll gawk taekwondo form. It's very different than if you're on stage in front of a thousand people and it's for the gold. Mm-hmm. Why? Because people are watching and people watching has an effect. So if we're made up of particles that, you know, cause we're not outside of quantum physics, we're inside of it. Yeah. And they're, ta- you know, the sort of, this is my, my meathead interpretation of it. It's like, when you look at a particle, it does something different than when you're not looking at it. And it's like, well, no kidding. So does a guitar player. <laughs> And so if, does everyone. So does everything, <laughs> right? Or so, everyone. So it's like that, but at the quantum level. Yeah, exactly. Like that would be a better description of it to me because it's like, oh, okay. It acts differently it's just a when you're nervous. Yeah, it's nervous. Of course. It's being stared at. It's like, ah, and it drops its universe. Right. <laughs> it has stage fright. Yeah. Right. That, see, that makes sense to me because it's like, I mean, that makes more sense. It doesn't make any sense, but <laughs> it it's still accessible. makes no sense whatsoever. But. Yeah, it's accessible. <laughs> well, why wouldn't looking at, well, because then it's like, well, it doesn't have a consciousness. It's like, well, what if you're, you know, what well, if then lazy- you go like uh, suddenly consciousness now exists at like the subatomic level? <laughs> sure. Why not? Why not? That makes more sense than this like new world is created, you know, like <laughs> where every time you look at something, it creates a new universe. Like, okay. Um, I think we better stop here because we're about to spawn a religion. <laughs> <laughs> terrifying Robot God. I, I kind of like that. I do this too. This new segment, Terrifying Robot God, we'll talk about the philosophy of technology. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> Did we take you deep enough on that one? I, I think so, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go right. get an eyeball. Yes, practical reality. Still got to make decisions and take actions. Yep. Uh, okay. Well, that's it for this week. I'm Jonathan Stark. And I'm Kelly Shaber. And we hope you join us again next week for Terrifying Robot Dog. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>